powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Welcome to Better Than Before. This is the CEO Leaders Podcast Show, and you know why we're here. We're just trying to make you, the listener, better than before. I'm your host, Tony Richards, along with the man at the controls, our chief producer, William Foster. Hello. You know you can subscribe to our show on many different outlets and just Google Better Than Before with Tony Richards. I want to welcome you to May. The month of May is upon us. And I hope you enjoyed the running of the Kentucky Derby this past Saturday. I hope your horse came in, your bet came in, and you won, you placed, or you at least showed this last weekend. So on the show today, cell phone users are the new drunk drivers. Did you know this? I've not heard this. Yep. So if using your cell phone is equivalent to driving drunk, we'll have uh, details on that coming up. Jeff Eckelmeyer is here in the green room. He's the CEO of Williams Keepers Accounting Consultants. He'll be stepping in the studio and sharing some uh, good thoughts and stuff with us. And uh, also, uh, I've got some more advice on planning some strategic time for yourself utilizing local travel. Also, I want to remind you, if you need a business advisor or a business coach, I'd love to talk about working with you. You can contact me. My direct email is tony at clearvisiondevelopment.com, and I'd like to talk to you about coaching you, advising you, and or your executive team. Uh, I have a nice track record of success and uh, several uh, satisfied clientele. If you'd like uh, some names, it all starts with a conversation, so I'd love to talk to you. So now, cell phone users are the new drunk drivers. Now, Bill, do you use your cell phone when you're driving? I'm a good guy. I don't. You don't. Okay, good. How about you? Uh, I really try not to. I If I have to text, I um, try to get it at a stoplight or get it at a place where I can pull off the road if I think it's going to be an extended conversation or something. Uh, but I have hands-free uh, in my automobile. So if I'm talking, I just punch the button and yeah. So this is a new study uh, that's highlighting just how big a problem distracted driving has become, especially for a group of people most addicted to their smartphones. Phone addicts are the new drunk drivers. Zen Drive is the name of the organization that's done this annual distracted driving study. And the continued increase in unsafe driving comes despite stricter laws in many states in the U.S., as well as years of massive ad campaigns from groups ranging from cell phone carriers to orthopedic surgeons. And it's a growing problem. Over the last few years, Zen Drive, which analyzes driver behavior for fleets and insurance companies, says the number of hardcore phone addicts doubled, now accounting for 1 in 12 drivers. If the current trend continues, that number will be one in five by 2022. I'm sad and concerned, Zen Drive CEO Jonathan Mattis, 
said it's frightening how common distracted driving has become and how as a society and as individuals we are okay with this new normal. Here are some sobering stats about phone addicts behind the wheel. On any given trip, they physically touch their phones four times more than the average driver. As a result, they spend six times longer watching their screen rather than the road, and their eyes are off the road for 28% of the time driving. Oh, that's scary. That's almost a third. Yeah. This quote comes from somebody who took the survey. I wish I was better at not being distracted by wanting to continually change songs. So they listen to their music on their phone. So they're looking up songs on their music provider to play in their car, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I do not text and drive, but I like to FaceTime my friends while driving because it makes time go by faster. Oh, my God. Some people are really codependent, man. I know lots of people, they cannot sit in their car two seconds without talking to somebody. Is that right? Yeah, they've got to get on the phone, talk to them, FaceTime them, do something. It's a different generation, I guess. Well, I hate to say it, but some people in our generation do it. (laughs) As with other groups of dangerous drivers, many phone addicts believe they aren't a problem. Well, of course not. It's those other idiots out there, right? It's I'm not the idiot that's the problem. It's those other idiots. Uh, 93% describe themselves as safe or extremely safe. In the few seconds they are looking at their phone on the freeway, their car will only have traveled hundreds of yards. We found in the survey that while people are most universally aware that distracted driving is incredibly dangerous, those same people largely dismiss their own contributions to the problem. Almost all our respondents thought they were safe but we're willing to admit that they use their phones in the car all the time they are driving, signaling a cognitive disconnect between knowing the risk and taking the action. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving won't have to change their acronym. It can be Mothers Against Distracted Drivers. Yes. Very good, Bill. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. How long before a concerned group comes out against mobile phones? I'm guessing they're probably already out there. Yeah. Dad would even be like more, one more D, dads against distracted driving. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> I'm not making fun of it. I, I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't already come out, to be honest with you. Right. Jeff Ackelmeyer is here, the CEO of Williams Keepers Accounting Consultants, and uh, he's coming up next. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. The all-new three-row Subaru Ascent. Room for up to eight passengers. Choice of second-row captain's chairs or bench seating. Standard EyeSight driver assist technology. Coming from Kelly Blue Book's most trusted brand for four years running. The Subaru Ascent. Love is now bigger than ever. University Subaru, your locally owned dealer. From here, been here, always will be here. Do you apologize for your behavior? Are you constantly worrying about what others think about you or frequently criticize yourself? Self-esteem affects everything we do and is one of the key indicators of success in business. 
Tony's new self-esteem workshop will help you develop the tools necessary to empower you to overcome the pressure and unfamiliarity of professional and personal circumstances. Through Tony's guidance, you'll learn how to perceive threats and vulnerabilities to better prepare for challenging situations, resolve the baggage that keeps you back, and improve self-esteem when you need it most. Join us on May 28th for this one-day self-esteem workshop. Space is limited. Don't let low self-esteem hold you back from living the life you'd like to live. Register online now at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm your host, Tony Richards, and I'm excited to have Jeff Eckelmeyer here today. He's a partner and CEO with Williams Keepers Accounting Consultants. Jeff specializes in income tax planning, issues related to forming a new business, succession planning, estate tax planning, and wealth management. He works extensively with business owners, medical practitioners, and individual taxpayers. In addition to his client service role, Jeff serves as Williams Keepers LLC's chief executive officer and works with WK's leadership team to guide the firm's operations, growth, and strategies for achieving the vision. He also serves as chairman of the board of directors for Ready Regional Economic Development Incorporated. He's also a member of the University of Missouri School of Accountancy Advisory Board, a past president of Columbia South Rotary Club, and a member of the Columbia Chamber of Commerce, the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, the Missouri Society of CPAs, and the Missouri United Methodist Church. He's got a Master of Science in Accountancy degree from the University of Missouri, and I'm uh, excited to welcome Jeff to the program today. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me. I well, appreciate you, it. You bet, man. And Jeff has uh, done an outstanding job at, at Williams Keepers for years, and he's been a friend, and uh, we've done some work together. So I'm excited to share some of those things uh, out of your experience with our listeners. I think uh, it'll be interesting to talk about being the leader of an accounting firm and some things like that. But before we get to that, tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Where'd you, uh, where'd you grow up and, and that sort of thing? Sure. I grew up in uh, Fulton, Missouri on a dairy farm, uh, one of three boys. So, uh, we had dairy farming. That's hard work. <laughs> that's right. We, uh, we, I still get up early in the morning. <laughs> Our days generally started about five o'clock and we had some cattle to feed and cows to milk before school. My brothers and I, and my dad and my mother too, who was a school teacher. Um, everybody had some chores before breakfast and, uh, then we'd have breakfast and go to work or go to school and come back and do some more chores when we got back. Well, so, when I, I grew up in Kentucky and I had a couple of, uh, dairy farm family guys that I went to school with and as I remember family vacations were few and far between I mean they're about eight hours long uh, in between milkings <laughs> yeah yep those cows got to be taken care of right that's right so what about the history of Williams Keepers it's a it's a long and prestigious history but tell everybody a little bit about the background of the firm sure um, the history of our firm goes back to 1923 so we're over 95 years old now and and I believe I'm either the fifth or sixth generation of partners. So it's it's a group that has grown and 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 changed and and morphed over the years, and and yet prospered and been a part of the the Columbia and Central Missouri business community for a long time. Started as a traditional accounting and, and bookkeeping service, and uh, evolved over the years to 
many more technical things and consulting type things now. Still uh, do a lot of those core businesses, but uh, do a lot of things on the fringes of helping businesses be successful. Yeah, it's a very prestigious firm. Now, how did how did you come from the dairy farm to being interested in accounting and and tie those things together for me? <laughs> sure. Well, um, you know, I didn't even know any accountants when I was growing up. I, I will say growing up on a, on a farm, though, inspired me to study a little bit harder and, and, and try to find another way. Um, in my ag econ classes, uh, there was some accounting classes required. And it was one of those things that it sounds kind of cliche, but it just came more natural to me. It's something that just kind of made sense relatively quickly for me. So that, that got me involved in more of the accounting classes. And still, I didn't have any experience with any other accountants or accounting firm. And uh, I was in a tax class, and someone from Williams Keepers made a presentation to, to our class. And next thing I knew, I was in an internship at Williams Keepers while I was in wow. grad school. Wow. Now, so, something I always like to ask um, CEO guests for sure, and every time I moderate a panel, but what are some of the things you did to prepare yourself for that role? I mean, the mo I'll just tell you this in advance. Most people say they never really intended um, for that to happen, but, but how did you get to that, that point? Yeah. Um, so I served on, uh, we have a leadership committee. So we, we have 15 partners. And so we have a leadership committee that generally guides the direction and strat strategic uh, endeavors of the firm. And I was, I was a part of that, I think, early on in my career as a partner, primarily because I brought a younger person's perspective. At that time, I was younger. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I was involved with the leadership of, of the firm for many years. And it, it just kind of evolved, but but I do remember that feeling when I became a managing partner that there was a bigger sense of responsibility, that it wasn't just about me and the clients that I worked with. There, we have 100 people that work for our firm, and, and their families are, 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 are counting on our firm being successful, and I, I felt that sense of responsibility. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about now that – how long have you been in that role now for – um, let's see, 2011. So, uh, eight years mm -hmm. almost. Yep. So that's a, that's a good size term so far. Tell me a little bit about your vision for the firm. Like, where do you see Williams Keepers going in the future as its managing director? Right. Well, like a lot of businesses, technology is changing, uh, our business, um, while we still uh, pride ourselves on face-to-face -face and relationship uh, uh, relationships with business, technology is changing that. Where, when I started my career, a lot of um, the value that we brought was putting a number in a box, and with technology, uh, the computers are putting the numbers in the box, and so we've got to bring some value to those numbers. And so, I think that's a big part of. Uh, finding ways to help people be successful, helping, and that's part of our strategic uh, plan is helping people navigate their financial world. It's not about preparing tax returns or financial statements. While that compliance part is it, that compliance part is part of it, um, helping them be successful is really 
the most rewarding part mm-hmm. and, and the exciting part as well. I'm sure that in the tax code world, um, there are constant changes that are taking place. I mean, I know uh, in the when we had uh, the election here a few years ago, we had a major tax code change. What does that do for a firm like yours? Is that a major shift for you, or is it just we have those things all the time and it's just a minor adjustment? Um, I mean, there's definitely some extra training that goes into getting ready for a, a, a season like we just went through, and, and it's a little bit more challenging when there are um, things that aren't clear yet what the what the rules all mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it's written in code, there's still some interpretation to be done, and so you're trying to, to navigate those. And, and so there's a little extra preparation involved there, um, but... It, the the key is trying to not just help people follow the rules, but help them to uh, understand them so that they can plan better. Yeah, you bet. Now, you mentioned uh, the leadership group. Give me a, a little uh, sketch about your the people who serve on your leadership team. Sure. We try to keep a good representation. We have two offices, and we have four different departments, and so... Uh, we try to have good diversity in that group so that all perspectives uh, and all generations are, are represented. Um, so we have four people um, and that, that bring different perspectives to it. Um, we meet once a month, and, and our, our primary goal is leading the firm. It used to be the management committee, but we made an important name change, I think, to the leadership committee. It's mm-hmm. not about managing the firm. It's about leading the firm. And and, and painting that picture of where we want to take it. Can you t- tell us a little bit about um, when you get that time allocation once a month? I mean, how do you spend that time together? What are some of the things? We have a lot of leaders and CEOs who listen to the show that are looking for, you know, different things that they can do. Uh, how do you guys spend your time when you when you get together? Sure. We, we try to break uh, our year down into, into – to different trimesters, and, and each time we're, we're asking ourselves, what's the most important thing that we need to accomplish in these next three months? We, we always have, you know, yearly goals and, and direction, and we have a five-year plan and a vision statement, but so, so we're trying to mix what are the things that we need to do immediately in the next few months in order to be successful, and how does that, how does that match and compare and, and, and really work in unison with that five-year vision we mm-hmm. have? Is that getting us closer to that picture that we're trying to paint five years down the road? Uh, you mentioned, well, we talked a little bit about the rules changes, and we talked a little bit about technology. As far as your industry specifically, like what are some of the challenges you see coming down the road that are going to be obstacles for you guys to deal with in the coming years? Well, I, I think that with technology, again, people are going to be able to dial into a specific expertise that they need, and it doesn't necessarily have to be someone just down the street, whether that's an industry niche or a, a technology-type expertise. Um, people are going to be, and they're getting used to plugging into and having a relationship that isn't always face-to-face. And so while you know, over the last 90 years, our competition was generally right here in mid-Missouri. Our competition is, is more national now um, as people look to dial into specific expertise. So being able to bring that high level of expertise is certainly a challenge. 
Well, people can uh, get connected easier than ever, and it's a global world um, for sure. So um, you're an accounting professional, as we covered in your bio. You, you serve clients. Then you also serve as CEO and managing director. Where does Jeff Echelmeyer's true passion lie in all that? What do you really, really like doing? I really, really like helping other people be successful. Well, that takes in both. <laughs> it does. It does. It, it means helping our people get better, helping our firm get better, helping our clients get better. That Those are the best days when you've helped someone improve. Since you've been in charge now here for seven or eight years and you, you've taken the reins now over a good little period of time, what would you say you're most proud of that you've been able to accomplish at Williams Keepers? I think it is realizing how much our people care about each other and about our clients. Um, the, the culture that we have, I think it, it sounds cliche to say we have a close family, but I, I do believe uh, that our people truly care about each other. Um, and so it, it makes it fun to, to go to work with people that you enjoy being around. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier something about generationally, um, in accounting, the accounting industry in general, what is the, is there a lot of space in the generations or do you see younger generations coming into the accounting field or how's that kind of playing out? Right. Um, there's an awful lot of demand for, for new accounting students. We've got one of the best uh, accounting schools in the country right here at the University of Missouri. And while it's a five-year program, a lot of these uh, young people have offers by the end of their fourth year. Um, so it's a very competitive environment. Um, in a, when, as we look at our firm, both in the member group and in the staffing group, uh, we're trying to keep a, a pretty even keel allocation between the generations um, and, I, and I think we've got good balance in that area but uh, it, it, it's definitely a field where there's a lot of smart people uh, in a lot of smart schools uh, doing well but there's a competition for those people so yeah. and recruiting is one of the most important things we do yeah and so you mentioned before you've got over a hundred people at your firm how many new positions would you typically have in a year? Do you know? Or um, yeah, we we generally keep a, a pipeline of both uh, our new hires and and kind of the people that are on our recruiting list. Um, I would guess on average, we hire um, maybe ten, ten to twelve a year. We don't have uh, a lot of attrition, thankfully. Um, people. Uh, generally enjoy our firm and, and, and want to stay, but uh, we're, we've been growing at a nice pace. And so I, I would guess uh, eight to 10 probably on average. So what do you do with your family? How, how do you, you know, how, how, does, how does Jeff unwind and have fun when he's not accounting and, and, and running a firm? Yeah. Well, um, I, I've definitely been blessed. Uh, my wife and I have uh, three children. Um, what two, are their names? Uh, Will. Uh, who's 25 and a graduate of the University of Missouri, and Matt is going to be 22 here in a couple of weeks, and my daughter Kate is a, is a freshman at Rockbridge. Um, the boys were both into every sport that, that they could play, and I just enjoyed the heck out of getting to coach them in Little League Baseball and, and basketball, and then they kind of evolved to golf, and so 
Uh, it was a great family outing for us to go play golf on a, on a Sunday evening together or a Wednesday night or whatever it might be. So, and my and daughter, your wife play golf too, or she, uh, once in a while, she's not really interested in investing five hours <laughs> in it, but, uh, but she enjoys riding around the cart and, 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 and watching us actually. We just got back from the SEC tournament last week, watching the boys, uh, boys play. So she enjoys watching it. And your wife's name? Ann. Yes. Mm -hmm. I knew that, but I was going to let yep. you say it. Thank you. You bet. Um, anything else? Like, uh, is there any piece of advice or anything that you'd give somebody who's coming into this field? Well, um, I think for us, the key is this path of continuous improvement. Um, we have a great firm, um, but it's going to require change to continue to be successful. Um, so that's one of the fun things, and it's one of the challenging things. Um, to me, it would be boring if every day I was just doing the exact same thing that I'd done before and, and running our firm the exact same way it had been run uh, mm -hmm. the day before. So it's one of those fun puzzles that's try interesting to, to try to figure out. Um, so I, I guess that's the advice I would offer is just fall in love with this idea of trying to get better at something all the time. For those of us who've been doing these kinds of things for a while, it helps keep us on our toes. Absolutely. Right? And it keeps us, we got to keep learning. We have to keep, you know, experiencing things. And I was talking to somebody the other day who uh, had an employee and they were talking about what a challenge they were. They were uh, in their 60s or something and they couldn't do excel and they couldn't do email and they couldn't do this and they couldn't do that and i said well where were they in the 90s like in the 90s they were in their 40s right so it's just a constant challenge for us to keep up right i mean i think that's that keeps us young absolutely right yep. all right so i got a list of closing questions uh that i ask everybody who comes on the program so i'll just shoot these to you and you give me your answer, uh, the first thing kind of comes to mind, but what's the best memory that comes to mind for you? Wow, that's a hard one. Um, there's just so many different uh, experiences that uh, I've been fortunate enough to, to be a part of. Um, probably those quiet moments uh, when nobody's really watching and you and you see your kids interact in a loving and helpful way towards each other uh, would definitely be one um, and then from my childhood um, after my dad had worked a 16-hour day uh, taking the time to to be my catcher as uh, I'm working on being a better pitcher yeah um, for him to to do that in the backyard is, is a special memory good who's the number one hero in your life there's a lot of different ways to define heroes, certainly, um, and, and you can find them in a different, a lot of different ways. So generally, heroes to me are somebody that uh, has overcome some extreme challenge. Uh, one of the people that I admire in history so much is Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. I read a lot about Abraham Lincoln. I just want to understand uh, what he must have been experiencing and, and that, that selfless leadership. He wasn't doing it for himself. He was doing it for all of us. Yeah. So I guess I, while I, uh, obviously never had a conversation with him, he's somebody that I would definitely put in that hero category. I've often thought about there's ima unimaginable pressure oh. going on at that particular time. So good choice. Top value you would subscribe to? 
we have four core values in our, in our firm, um, and and really only one of them is technical. Uh, integrity and expertise are two of them. Caring and helpful are the other two. And so if I had to choose one, I'd, I'd choose caring. Um, you know, I think the fact that um, you, you're, you're both helpful and caring to someone um, means a lot more than just knowing uh, something. I'm thinking about that, that quote, if I can, if I can uh, say it correctly. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I really believe that's true. So, well, it's, it's the intentional, right? It's, it's guiding your intentions, right? Your intention is to care about people. The rest of it kind of falls in, right? Um, most important person in your life. Well, I'd have to say my wife, Ann, um, we've, we've been great teammates for over 30 years. Now we've been married and started dating in high school. So it's even gone back further. I was going to ask how you met. Yeah. Fulton high school. Well, that's awesome. I, I meet a lot of people who married their high school sweetheart. What's the most, imp- I'm going to veer off here just a little bit, but what is Ann's most endearing quality to you? Well, uh, that, that core value of caring, um, I see her, she has her own uh, business as well, and, and I see how she cares for clients and, and does the right thing. Um, and, and it's not always the thing that benefits her uh it, it's the thing that benefits the the client the most and so I, I would say uh that extra that she does and caring for her clients what's your uh favorite thing in the whole world i guess i would go back to my golf clubs uh, uh, i was gonna say probably golf related <laughs> a lot of good times with with buddies and, and family uh just strolling around the golf course now didn't you have hip surgery uh, or something like that. I've had some knee trouble that yeah. took me out for a couple of years. How's yeah. that doing? It's doing great. It's good. doing great. It's yep. just amazing at what people can do now. A good friend of mine had hip surgery late last year, like right at Christmas time, and he was at a Christmas party like in two days. Isn't that something? My friends over at the orthopedic places, they just do amazing work. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite food? Um, probably steak. Okay. Uh, most beautiful place you've ever visited? I would have to say uh, I have been fortunate to, to travel a little bit, but probably the most beautiful place is, is Bora Bora. We had a trip out to Bora Bora, and we got to stay in those little huts out over the water, and yeah. uh, that was a pretty cool place. Great. If you could describe success in one word, what would that word be? Contentment, maybe, uh, in, the, in the internal happiness with knowing Hey, that's the best I got. Uh, in terms of legacy, how do you want to be remembered? I, I, I feel like the, the ultimate compliment is the world is a better place because you are part of it. So making anything that, that I'm a part of better and, and, and people feeling like I, I help them would probably. Um, what is the best advice you would give a younger Jeff Eckelmeyer? <laughs> be patient. I'm not very good at being patient, Tony. Yeah, that could be for for a lot of us. What's your favorite sound? Well, how about a well-struck golf shot? <laughs> okay. I'd, like, I'd like to hear that more. But <laughs> does does have a distinctive sound to it. Uh, and the best lesson you've learned? Um, you know, I, I played youth sports uh, growing up, too, a lot of baseball. And, and one of the, the lessons uh, that, I, that I learned riding in the back 
of a car going to an American Legion game was was from our coach and he was just talking about we were, we were starting to grow up you know we'd be going to uh, college in a few years and he was he was talking about you don't you don't know yet what you're going to be but whatever it is be the best one that you can be so it's yeah, I know it is cliche but it's it's best be the best you that you can be whatever that is just be the best one you can be though I think that's very close to a Lincoln quote too yeah. something, something like that yeah. who and I'm just curious here but who's the best mentor you've ever had I've had so many uh, my parents definitely served in, in that role to see their their work ethic and, and their love for each other and their love for their family uh, so my parents would would definitely uh, fall in that category in business, there's there's had been other partners. Uh, I think there's something that that I can learn from from almost everyone, good or bad, maybe, but sure. but mainly good. And 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 while none of us are, are perfect, I, I try to look for people and that that lead me in the right direction in, uh, in business and personal. So uh, tell everybody about how to find out more about the firm. Sure. Uh, we're at uh, williamskeepers.com, all, all is one word, and, and we're on uh, Twitter and Facebook as well. Um, so, in, and we're, we're based here in central Missouri, Jefferson City, and Columbia, as I mentioned. Um, so, yeah. And I can give a client testimonial. I've been a client for many, many years and love working with with everybody at your place. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate that. Jeff Eckelmeyer, CEO and managing partner of Williams Keepers, has been our guest today. And uh, go to their website and find out more information about the accounting firm. They will be able to help you with uh, your needs. I'll have your leadership and business lesson next on Better Than Before. The all-new three-row Subaru Ascent. Room for up to eight passengers. Choice of second-row captain's chairs or bench seating. Standard EyeSight driver assist technology. Coming from Kelly Blue Book's most trusted brand for four years running. The Subaru Ascent. Love is now bigger than ever. University Subaru, your locally owned dealer. From here, been here, always will be here. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. This is Tony Richards and some episodes of our podcast, I have given you various things that you could do during strategic time spent with yourself. And you ought to take a couple of hours, if not a full day from time to time, with yourself just to do some thinking. And uh, that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy that time with someone else. The point is you need to free up your mind so that you can think better strategic thoughts and your mind needs a rest every now and then and a great part of your time spent with yourself could be what you can do locally it doesn't have to be a trip to an exotic location or hundreds of miles away 
you know, stop and think about it. What is a mere one or two hours drive away from your home? A lot of people who live in this area have never visited, for instance, the state capital of Missouri, which is a really awesome thing. If you've never been there, it's it's quite awesome. And it's also recently, the outside has been remodeled. Plus the inside just has some wonderful uh, carvings and art and all kinds of great things. Many people have never been on the Katy Trail. Uh, there are a lot of different things that you can do in and around the area. Plus, if you just take where we're broadcasting from, which is Columbia, Missouri, just a couple you know, a hundred miles or so away, you get to St. Louis or Kansas city or even Lake of the Ozarks. And it's funny how people take local things for granted. For instance, I know people, I have friends of mine who live in New York city who have never been to the empire state building, uh, or maybe the statue of Liberty or Ellis Island. They've just never done that before. And if you look around, you're going to find parks you've never been to. You're going to find museums that you've never been to. Plenty of places that you can go that are interesting and would disconnect you or unplug you from your day-to-day routine and give your brain some healthy rest uh, to improve your thinking. Uh, for instance, in Herman, Missouri, which is just a couple of uh, minutes or uh, a couple of miles up the road on I-70, you got Daniel Boone's Missouri home place uh, where he lived when he moved to Missouri. Uh, And if you want to go a little further, you can go down to Branson, Missouri. There are a lot of interesting places down there, including the Top of the Rock and uh, a lot of of cool things to do in Branson. So where should you go? I have no idea. But I bet if you put in the old Google machine interesting things and places to see in your home area within 100 miles, you're going to be really surprised at the results. And what you want to do is make a list of those interesting places around you that you've never visited and take a strategic day to yourself and unplug and just enjoy yourself. Remember, your brain is designed to have ideas not hold ideas. So give it a break. Get all that stuff out. Defragment your brain. And I bet you'll be amazed at the refreshing that it will provide to your thinking. So do some local sightseeing and some local travel on purpose and intentional. I think it's going to help you. Well, that's our show today. We're brought to you by University Subaru. From here, been here, always will be here. University Subaru, your truly locally owned dealer. Be sure and stop by. Give us a five-star rating on the app that you use to listen to our show because it helps us move up the podcast charts so other people can find us and can also get the value that you're getting from our podcast each week. It's a nice gift you can give to us. And you can follow us on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at TonyRichards4, the number four, and ClearVisionDEV. On behalf of our associate producer, Whitney Coker, and chief producer, William Foster, I'm your host, Tony Richards, and don't you dare forget, the people who hate you are typically inferior to you, and also, everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards. 
a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.